0: Touch pass there, Benson waiting, cuts in, he scores! Oh my!
1: Into the middle, holding, back top, shooting, shot blocked, got it back, shot, scores!
2: Fast forward of stop check. Back or play score! In front. Groove scores! Jaden Groove scores the triple overtime winner. Welcome into WHL Unfiltered, a Western Conference playoff preview. Pleased to be joined by one of our our favorite guests, uh, Steve Ewan of the Vancouver Province. We always love the newspaper guys on the show here, and also joined by my co-host Sean Mullen. How's uh, how's newspaper business?
0: Uh, it's been better. <laughs> but you, I've been saying that for probably fifteen years now. So it's uh, you know we're still trying and we're still caring a lot and. You know, but uh, I, I think we were talking off last year, talking about how much I, I love the job, but hate the business. So, you know, kind of used to that by now, so.
1: i changed much about how you do things. Um, you know, obviously things have evolved be, you know, compared to what it was 20 years ago. So, mm-hmm. as your approach to how you cover teams, how you deliver your content. Oh, yeah, I,
0: I've gone from uh, being strictly there, there's been periods where I've been strictly a giant sky to now where I am I think I'm covering everything. I think that every day it could be something different. I think today I wrote uh, what did I write today? I, I wrote a giant story in the Vancouver Canadian story. Uh, there's days where I'll, I'll write you see lines and white caps and so yeah we, we, we've gone from I think five or six years ago we had 13 guys writing to now we're down to four. So it's, I didn't think we, I, I thought we missed things at 13. Uh, you can, you know, you can imagine where that's at with four guys. Our deadlines have also changed as well. We've gone from, uh, they're, they're really pushing to do more of an online product. So they have the, the, the print deadline now is two o'clock in the afternoon, where it, it, it used to be 10 o'clock at night. So, it, you know, it, it, the print, the, the print product becomes very much feature, or, you know, feature oriented rather than yeah. result oriented. So, I mean, that takes some getting. Yeah, you know, it's about just changing your mindset and what you're aiming to do and when you're aiming to do it. So,
2: yeah, yeah, it's all interesting. the 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 daily where I'm from in the American Prairies, the print edition would would hit the street at like three in the afternoon, and so mm-hmm. I just thought that was the way the world worked and Thought it was weird once newspapers were coming out, you know, at six in the morning, five in the morning, or whatever. I was like, I, I, so I had it all backwards when I when I was growing up.
0: Yeah. No, I I I think it's all. I I, I think the goal is to to, to get smaller <laughs> and smaller, and I think they they think that once they get some more of a online online paper, that you know you you can cut you know some some different departments and. You know, kind of like run a run a leadership. So, I mean, it's way above my pay grade to to the business model. I certainly don't have the money to. I certainly don't have the money to pay for it. So, I'm just going to smile and and do what I'm told, whatever I'm told.
1: So, before we get into the playoff matchups uh, on the Western side, playoff preview, mm-hmm. I wanted to take a quick a uh, quick look, especially because there's only a couple teams in the Western Conference at those who didn't make it. It was a pretty substantial um, chasm between the teams that are in and the teams that are not. Um, Victoria and Spokane sitting at the bottom of the conference with forty-two and forty points, uh, you know, sixteen and eighteen points back at Kelowna for the final playoff spot. Where do you see those franchises right now? I mean, is it a rebuilding process? Do they seem close to coming back up? Where do you see those teams in their cycle?
0: Uh, Spokane sold. Uh, Graham uh, Graham Sword got moved out. Uh, Bo- is Beau Beauregard, the goalie got 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 moved out. Bow Bo- Pit uh, Bow Pit. Sorry, um, I'm thinking I'm thinking Don Don Bowpre from the old Minnesota North Stars. Yes. That's uh, showing my age there. So I, I think they're I, a little bit further along in the curve. I think. Victoria had visions of getting in and, and I, you know, they were banged up with injuries. Griffin, Griffin Laroque got hurt. And I I think they, they thought they had right up to, you know, you know, at the deadline, they thought they had a chance to get in and it just, it didn't happen. So I don't know. I I have a hard time reading what their plan is and where they're going. And I mean, they they obviously had some trouble with guys leaving the team and, uh, they they had a very tough year. So I, I don't, I don't know what their, you know, um, where, you know, where GM coach Dan Price, where is he in the mix? You know, what is his, you know, situation? But I think uh, they they have to be asking some very hard questions over there because it it couldn't have been the year that they expected.
2: On the, to to follow up on that, I mean, I know that in Spokane with, you know, new GM Matt Bardsley, I think he's kind of taken that, you know, I was trying to get him on the show this year and it just didn't, hasn't worked out yet so far, but um, you know, it, it, you have a little bit of goodwill as the the new sheriff in town. That you know you're not expected to 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 put up results, you know, on the ice to to, to start out. So, yeah. but you're but you know, so it's a good time to acquire some some picks and try to build something down the road. And so I think that was kind of kind of the direction that he was taking that.
0: And he did he did such a good job in Kamloops. Like he he's his fingerprints are still up there. So I think he's. Yeah, he's he's got some runway. So I, I, I you know, I, 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 I feel like I know what Spok- Spokane was up to. I don't, I don't,
2: I don't understand
0: what Victoria was
2: doing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that, Steve. So I suppose, I mean, it, it would be logical to start with the uh, with with the Giants and and what kind of year that they had to To get to this point, kind of, what are your your overall you know feelings on 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 uh, Vancouver and and that that uh, tough matchup they've got here in the first round?
0: I, I think they, I think they they moved along their story. I think their two thousand five class looks good. I think they're building around it. I like some of the things they did trade wise as far as bringing in picks. I think the key for me <coughs> is I, I think if they go get. If they spend some of that draft pick capital to bring in, uh, be it two 19 year olds or, or a 19 year old, a 20 year old, I think they, they bring in some guys that, that have won before. I think they can get their, they, they can get their, their cycle going a little bit quicker. I think, I think they've, I, I think they got a chance next year to, to, to be to To make a jump, if they go get some older guys that that can teach the Lipinski's and the Samandaks and the Haliburtas and the Leslie's and that young group to, to kind of guide them and, and give them a chance, I think Samuel onzik was a great find. Uh, a yeah. fun story. Uh, he thought he was going to be a Seattle Thunderbird. That was the team that that, that he was talking to for. For, you know, going into the draft. And I think something switched kind of late for, late for Vancouver and they ended up taking him. And he's been there. He's been their best offensive player. He's been their best player. I think he, he, he looks like a first round pick to me. Um, I I'm really fascinated to see what he's like next year. I, I think he could be their captain next year. I think Popinski, I think there's some, some two or three different guys, but I think that, you know, Hansik will definitely be talked about. So I, I think they, they move, they move their story along. Uh, I think they uh, added some assets. I, I think they're, they're progressing. Um, they might, I'd like to see them speed up their clock a little bit. I'd like to see them, cause I know they're, they're, they're really excited about their 05s. I think you got a chance to really supplement the 05s and really, you know, make a, Make more of a run next year. I think Prince George will be very good, but I think the rest of the BC division takes a step back next year.
1: Now, as for this matchup, you know Vancouver clearly a that's team. A
0: load. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean that's that's a Kamloops team that, that's built to win, you know built built to win the whole thing, right? So yeah, I, I and the Kamloops team that's that's what what six you know one six of eight against Vancouver this year and we beat them in the playoffs last year. And yeah, they're big and strong. And and I, yeah, I, you know, I think, I think adding, adding Don Hay, I think has made them, it feels like a better checking team. Feels like they're, they're more well kind of well-rounded. And I think he's really bought, you know, brought some uh, attention to detail to their group. Yeah.
2: I mean, do you think Don Hay retires again? I mean, he's he's, he's getting good at it. I don't know.
0: I think um, I, 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 you know, I think it depends on how they finish. I, I, th- I, I think he loves to do it. I think he's enjoying himself. I don't know how it's worked up there with 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 him and Sean. I, I don't know that dynamic. I'm not. I haven't talked to anybody up there, so I don't know how. I, I know that that. That Don Hay and Mike Johnson are good friends. And that was part of the appeal there. Uh, I know that there was some noise when Vancouver was looking for an assistant coach. I know there was, I know they were going to talking, talking about Don because Don and and Michael Dick have worked together. But I think they had said that Portland was only going to, you know, interested in, you know, having him go to Kaelin's, that they wanted them to, you know, go, you know, know, chase after a memcaps. So. I don't know where his mind is my center, as far as coaching passes.
1: Yeah, just because we got onto that topic uh, and, and we've touched on it before, um, do you think there's a possibility at all that that somebody scoops Michael Dick up at this stage? I mean, it's not a a, a continuing for Vancouver, but he, you know, he continues to deliver results. I, I think
0: he's done a great job this year. I think I think this is this is a team that that uh was was really driven by its its seventeen year old class in a lot of ways and, and I think he's he's shown some things and he's got his system in and they play well together and I mean they're 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 young and you know, a lot of, they're you know their main group is young and I, I think they've they've done some things. I think um yeah I I am surprised that that he wasn't scooped up before. I, I wonder if COVID didn't happen and he got a, another playoff run with the Bourne Byron group. I think he might be gone. I think he might be coaching a pro somewhere. So I, I wouldn't, I, yeah, it's, it's, it, I'm to the point now when he comes back, I'm more surprised than if he left. Like I, I think he's been great. I think he does. I think he's really bright. I think he could, I think he can be the, the, the serious head coach, the skills and the X and O's guy. I also think that he's bright enough to be the charming assistant coach, the guy that says, "Hey, you know, don't let the old guy ruffle your feathers." You gotta listen to him too. Kind of the that shoulder to cry on. He's, I, I think he's got a chance to to, to do something.
1: And we've seen Memorial Cup hosting teams have a hard time in the playoffs before. Um, you know, there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of focus. There's a lot of players that came in that didn't necessarily come up together. Um, You know, there, there have been a number of situations where that Memorial cup team has hit a wall. Uh, I think of Saskatoon in 2013 or or, or Regina in 2018. Now that was against the eventual champions. Uh, So that's a, you know, a little different story, but do you see any sign of, of that kind of potential trouble um, that, Vancouver could exploit in this series.
0: I think they I think the most if you're looking at it from a Vancouver side, I think they have belief from last year from being the eighth seed and knocking off the one seed. I think that's important. I think on the negative side, that story is hanging there, right? Like there's no way can't to sleep <clears> that they're they're, they're going to, you know, that would be their battle cry that anytime Vancouver Makes to push in as, you know, remember they beat ever last year. I think in a roundabout way, it actually, it, it actually goes against the Giants. I, yes, Brent is outstanding to me. I think he's, there's a swagger about him. I think I'm, I'm, I think he's really 25 years old. Like, I think he just, he looks older. He plays older. He's, I think if there's a goalie in this league this year, That could make 50 saves on the road in a playoff game. I think he's the guy. So I think you've got that. I just I think this Camloops team is 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 too too strong in too many places and and been too well put together. And I think and I do. I think I think Don is Don Hazel. You know, kind of a the the last piece of the puzzle there. You know, the, the the sage guy that's seen it all and done it all and. You know, he walks in the room and says, Okay, boys, you know, we need to do this because I, I did it with a and I did it with Darcy Tucker and I did it with a Kane. And I mean, he kind of, you know, he gives them a whole other voice to listen to there. So I, I yeah, I don't, I, I, Vancouver was a huge underdog in, in, in this one. And, and I don't, I don't see Cam sleeping on them, especially with Don Hay there. I, I just don't, I, I think that the worst thing in the world. For dying, might be losing to Vancouver in the first round, and I think that's they're going to be ultra prepared and they're and they're not going to take one second lightly.
2: Yeah. you know, you're probably a, a good guy to ask about this one, Steve. But you know, for me, for my money, the the thing about the Canvas Blazers is they really gelled kind of at the like the right time. You know, put po- you know pre-deadline, they kind of, you know, they're all all right, they kind of, you know, middle they were of the loose. pack.
0: Yeah, they were, yeah you kind of went, they're not that, uh, you, you look at them since the deadline and they've been flying. And I, I think they were, I think they were very smart about their trade. I think they, I know they were in on Zach uh, Ospachuk here in Vancouver. I know they were really working that one as well. I think they really picked out I, I, I'm I'm a big believer in, in in this game, particularly at the junior level. Is your ability to get it out of your own zone and, and your ability to forecheck check the other guys and keep them from getting it out of their zone, and and this and this Caloops team has that has that kind of skill. I, I think Zelwiger really you know is 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 as good a guy moving the puck up this as there probably is in the country. So I think that's huge. I <laughs> I know people like to question Dylan Ernst. I don't, you know, he hasn't really shown that, you know, I, I, he may not be as, as, as um, may not have the, the the resume of some of the other guys in the conference or some of the other guys in the, even in the league. I, I, all he's done is win down the stretch. Like they, they they put together a great run since the since the trade deadline, so I, it's it's hard to. You haven't seen a lot, of, uh, I, 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 a lot of, you know, chinks in the armor with them. They, they just, they look, they look formidable.
1: I mean, you look at Zellweger being uh, uh, 52 points and plus 35 in 32 games with Camloops. Just like in Kamloops. That, that's madness. Yes, just in Camloops, right? I mean... And that's with,
0: that's with getting everybody's best game every night. Like everybody wanted to come beat the Blazers, right? Like they, you know, and that's coming off World Juniors, and that's coming off all those things. they they've, it just it feels like they're you know ramping up. It feels like they're, they've they haven't taken their you know they've they've rarely taken their foot off the gas. Maybe the last week of the year they might have, but it doesn't. They've I. I you see them trending the right way. I mean you, have, you know the opposite of the way Portland trended to
1: be fair. Demick um didn't get to play till late in the year. Only got yeah. 15 games in. I mean his numbers were okay but somewhat underwhelming probably. Mm-hmm. Um do you th- do you think that's a storyline for them? I mean that, that they they're counting on him to be you know a, a big contributor. Yeah. Be what he what he has in him this year.
0: You do like where's he? You know what's the difference between rusty and rested, right? It's only a couple letters, right? So, I I, I think that's going to be it. I, you know, does he does he start trending the right way, or or is it there just you know not enough runway for him to get up and running? So I, I you know if he's going, there's another big strong guy i mean they, 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 you know quite often the team the team with the most men in quotes air quotes wins biggest strongest you know the team that that wins puck battles and wins you know can get it out when it's on the half wall and can get it deep and can get it in forge and he's a guy that, that that really does that for them i think the biggest strongest teams off you know often win this thing
2: you know, every, every time we have you on the show, you try to bait me into talking about the, the 06 and 07 Giants. And I'm just, I, well, I don't have time for that today, Steve.
0: <laughs> that was, Hey, but that was a big, strong, mean team that liked being a bit, that li- really liked that image. Right. It's, I, you know, I, I, the game has changed dramatically since then, though. Like that team would, would have no business competing now. It just didn't skate well enough. Right, I, I, the game has advanced so much, but yeah, I, they, again, they were a big, strong, feisty team. It was, it was... Like they used to, they used to like it was regular fights at practice. Those guys best. I mean, not to promote, you know, not to go off on fighting. the one of the you know biggest fights I ever saw was Garrett against JD Watt the the practice before they went to Moncton. Like that—that may have been the 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 big, you know, the most the biggest fight in Giants' history. It was two guys in practice.
2: Well, well, another team that everybody's eyes are on that has that same kind of, you know, tradition of being, you know, big, strong, you know, lumbering, you know, punishing. You know, Defense Corps, is the Seattle Thunderbirds, and and you know mm-hmm. this isn't your you know your grandfather's Seattle Thunderbirds. They're not as they're a little more fleet of foot on the back end with you know mm-hmm. some of these Chicago Blackhawks picks they got yeah. back there. But I mean, what's your what kind of what what have you what have you seen out of this uh, Seattle team this year, Steve?
0: Again, I I saw them. I, I, Vancouver played them two of their first three games. Through I can't remember what it was through three of their first. Eight or I can't. It was, and, and they played them a bunch early. They played them a bunch early on purpose. And I remember seeing them before any of their guys got back, before they traded for Procrop and, 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 uh, you know, all the other guys, Doc and all those guys. And I thought they looked good with their, you know, their second stream guys before any of the, you know, rock stars of quotes got there. So yeah, they've, they're, they're loaded. I, I think, you know, that I, I, Assuming that it's candidates in Seattle, I, I'm, I'm buying the package. I might go watch just on my own. I think that could be as good a series as, as we've seen in in a decade or so. I think what it was, it like be close to 20 NHL picks. We, it'd be something absurd, right? Uh, I think Seattle, I, I like, I like militant goal. Um, I, I, I think maybe they maybe they get it up the ice a little better in Canes. I don't I don't know. I think it's I think it's it's kind of nitpicking between those two teams. It feels like those it feels like those two teams are, are are definitely a step ahead, you know, a step or two ahead of anybody else in the conference.
1: Well, there would have been a time that Portland was, was yes. in conversation, but at, at this point, it doesn't feel like it anymore. Especially uh, if they had gotten guys at the deadline.
0: Or or, or some of those deadline things. That, and, you know, Lucious had stayed healthy and things like that, right? So.
1: Well, and the way Camloops played in the second half, you know, I think a lot of people were handing Seattle the conference in the first half of the season. Yes. And the way Camloops was played in the second half, I don't know how you can do that. They were right there with them the whole way. Uh, it's... It's the
0: carbon copy, right? They're very, they're very close, right? And, and I hope it ends up being that. I, I hope it's everything that we're hyping it up to be, or you should hype up, you know, hype it up to because I think it could be fascinating. But yeah, I, I think Camus has really, you know, made, made strides. And, and yeah. I mean, it, and I remember thinking at the trade deadline, I, she's, I don't know if they did enough. And it, she sure looks like they did now. So, and I, I, I wondered about Portland. I, I wondered if they weren't setting us, you know, setting up for next year. Um, you know, I I think they tried to do some things. It didn't happen for them. And they, you know, obviously the injury got to them as well. But I, I don't, I don't feel nearly as confident about number three getting to, getting through to the second round as, as I do about one and two. Well,
1: and so, uh... Quickly asking about that, um, we talked about Vancouver and Kamloops. We've talked about Seattle, and Kelowna sits down there with uh, the Herculean task of trying to make a series out of this. You know, they have barely half the points yeah. that Seattle does this season. Yeah. Uh, what's what gives us any reason to think that'll be anything but a you know a walk in the first round?
0: I, I think that, like we saw with the Vancouver Everett, I think it's going to come down to a goaltending performance. I think it's going to come down. You know, last year in Game Five, Vancouver got a fifty-six shutout out of out of Vikeman. I think you're going to need a couple of those out of either Vikeman against Kamloops or or Boyko against Seattle. I, I just I think it's not. I I think it's that different, right? I think there's there's a reason, and and I do think. If anything, that that Vancouver beating Everett last year it, it hampers both Kelowna and Vancouver's chances this year. I think that's they've they've you know created a rallying cry, right? That if anything, kind of gets close, that they realize that it can happen. So,
2: well, Matt, you know, I, I don't know about anybody else, but a lot of us think about that. Seattle-Colona rivalry and back to you know ten years ago when that was the, the the two-seven matchup the other way and and right. you know Seattle won the first three games and and took a 3-0 series lead and ended up you know losing to Game Seven overtime to the a really good Colona squad so I mean it, it obviously has nothing to nothing to do with now but I mean it's we we've seen we've seen strange things happen in that. In that rivalry before, I mean that two for Tuesday up there. It's uh, you know, I I, I, I give Tim Pagulski yeah, credit, friend of the show, who um, oh. mentioned it on the on the broadcast uh, here Saturday night with the, the Thunderbirds. So I mean that might be you know just something that something that I think is fun.
0: Oh I, I, yeah, I mean I think it's I, I just I just think those, those two teams are are so good up top, and I think both the Rockets and Giants selling. I think they made good moves. I think they got good value for the guys they sold, and I think it, it, it took away, you know, a little bit from what, from kind of what they both had, right?
1: But well, one thing for Kelowna, they do have a pretty dynamic top line, right? So mm-hmm. I, it, Seattle got four of them, but yes. but I, I guess. You kinda hope if you get some saves that you maybe have enough offense from that group that you can at least I think
0: you I, I think the recipe is you get a couple of first star performances from your goalie and your power play it's it's thirty five percent. Right. For the series. I think that and and you know, you kinda you kinda hope, right? I, I think it's I, I and again I think uh, the, Vancouver showed it last year. Showed that it's. I mean, and, and we also we need to also remember that Everett had some ended up with some injuries in that series that that really stung them as well. So there was a there was more than just a simple upset. There was some injuries going as well. I mean, Dennis Williams for you know we should be. I think he's he's kind of bounced back nicely though. I think he had himself a pretty good year. So but, you know, I, I think there's some. Yeah. You know, you know, particularly with the world Juniors, but also with the way he he, he finished things with
2: that rep. I mean, to to your to your point, Sean. I mean, you got a draft eligible and Andrew Crystal leading that Kelowna team. You know, ninety five points. You know, I mean, I, a lot of years we'd be, you know, we, we'd really be putting him up on a pedestal if we didn't have these other, you know, other draft eligibles tearing what up is, our league right now. But what well, say,
1: he's the what leading score in the series. He's the leading scorer coming yes. into the series. No. That's
0: also a statement, though, about how good Seattle is from from one to ten, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I Chris, yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think Connor Bedard has messed this year up huge because I think there's probably three or four guys that, that are just not getting talked about at all because the you know the Bedard numbers are just so so over the top, and he's done such a good job of of creating interest in the game and, and being that focal point, like he's... Talk about a guy that's that's lived up to the hype and even as over-the-top as the hype is. I, I don't know if you, you could do a better job than the job that Connor Bernard's done.
1: This is, a, this is a weird side note, but because Seattle's had two goalies that have played so well, and the first-round series doesn't seem like one that should be um, in danger much, if they get up to nothing, could you see playing uh, and and, you know, at least giving him some action so he doesn't get cold and you're not overworking uh, Milik early? I think so. I think, I think
0: with there, yeah, I mean, that nothing would shock me. I mean, it's been, and, and he's, you know, played a lot. I think it's <coughs> without I mean, the hard thing with that, though, is with, without knowing in the room how that right. affects the group and, and how that dynamic of changing goalies and guys, you know, tend to be pretty protective with their goalies. I, I you know, I, they're just, yeah, they're they're awfully deep, though. They could do a lot of different things if they got up in that series.
1: Well, I, I know at the trade deadline there was some conversation about, you know, are you disrupting things too much on a team that was already rolling that they haven't suffered uh, <laughs> results wise? And Brad Lambert's, you know, found his offensive game that he's been looking for for years. And you know, you bring him back from the AHL, and Dylan Gunzer comes back from the NHL. And, yeah. Fulton Doc just gets nine games, and after being with the uh, Kelowna and being injured and being at Real Juniors, was there any sense uh, from watching them in in your view of it that that was a team that was finding any issues with chemistry, or th- that guys are just kind of sliding in and fitting
0: in? Hard to say from this far away. I mean, you get the feeling that there's enough guys there that had done other things <laughs> and been other places and realize. What an opportunity this is! What an opportunity it is to go play in a Mem Cup in a in a you know so close to home for their fans and I I'd, yeah I I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that they get it. I would like to think that the Eagles aren't aren't going to overtake it. But yeah, I, I I think particularly the guys that played at World Juniors um, with Bedard and saw how well he handled things. I think there's a you know I, I think that set a set a bar. Um, Hard to, again, hard to tell without being kind
2: of uh, embedded with that group. Sure. Yeah, I, I echo your sentiments, Sean. I mean, I, I think a lot of us, you know, were wondered how Lambert was going to settle in because it, it had been a rough go for him for for some time, and settled in just fine. And uh, yeah, same same with with Gunther. I I, I've, uh, I I just wanted to back you up on on those points. So
1: theories. With the two, the two teams that um, fell in the second half, one, you know, due to trading guys away and, and, and selling and doing something they almost never do with Everett, and Portland, who've had, you know, a, a second half to forget for any number of reasons, old rivals, face-off, those games can be thrown out the, the window right now. Uh, you know, you're starting with a clean sheet, still very talented teams, I know Chad will have a lot to say about it, but how do you see the Portland Everett matchup, Steve? I'd like to.
0: I'd, I'd like to think Portland's going to pull through. I think they've they've just got more. Uh, that said, I think Dennis Williams coming as an underdog is a real intriguing thing. I think it, you know, especially coming off last year, especially saying, "Hey, here's our chance to get to get what we lost last year," and, and no one's really, you know, people have counted us out since we traded Offer and Zolwiger and. So I I am I, I've grown more impressed with Dennis this year. Um, yeah, I, I I think I think that's that's a fascinating series as well.
2: Yeah, for uh, an an, an hour long discussion on that series, uh, download the, the newest uh Puck Landy, which will be coming out uh, the same time this episode comes out. But um uh, it's neither here nor there. But no, I mean it's yeah, the to me, the, the Everett story is 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 largely uh, Zellweger, who we already talked about. I mean, you looked at, you know, when when Zellweger was on the Silver Tips, they were kind of right there, you know, just behind Portland and Seattle. And without them, then they finished five hundred. And how many of those wins came with Zellweger on the team? So, yeah. you know, I mean, it just shows you how how much how valuable that kind of defenseman can be to your club you know and probably probably make more of a dent you know with a team that doesn't have the depth as the the Silver Tips tend to, to not have and i mean the the you know to be brief with the Winterhawks, i mean the the first of of uh february they were 34 8 and 3 and yeah. since then went 6 12 and 5 so which team are you getting you know i mean obviously recency factors in but you know, if you mixed, they went 40, 40, 20 and eight on the year. So if you mix that all up, and you know, you would have just lost a few more games in the first half. Maybe you feel just fine with that. You know, winning twice as many as you lost, but that isn't how the the, the calendar went. So you know, I don't know if you can. You know, I, I'm an optimist in general in hockey and life, whatever. I mean, if you can, you can recoup some of that you know, fire you had in the first 45 games, then, uh, you know, you're going to be just fine. But, yeah. I don't know.
1: scares me a little, if, if I'm a Portland fan, to think of the last time that team went into Everett's building, they got blown out 10-3, but then two games later, they beat them 3-1 in Portland. So it, it feels like this maybe is the most unpredictable series of the four, um, just because you don't know who you're going to see. Is that fair to say?
2: yeah it could be i mean there's yeah there's there's nothing but inconsistency in the last you know 20 25 games of the year for portland which is a, a bad time to to find that kind of stretch and you know i mean they've they've been hurt they've they're missing a couple guys and they really just don't have the depth to you know sustain injuries to a couple of, a couple of key guys and and uh and 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 their scores the top couple lines have been cold and so yeah. you know it's it's yeah, but at the same time, I think you know I don't know I don't know if inconsistency is the word for the silver tips. They're just not that good the way they're configured, and yeah. so you know the 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 ceiling is way higher on on the Winterhawks, but they just they haven't been able to find it lately.
0: But I, I mean, I think that's part of it too. Is I, I look at it from the standpoint of Everett sold, Vancouver sold, and Colonial all sold, and I think. Vancouver and Kelowna took bigger dips than ever did and I, I i wonder i wonder about palmer i wonder if he's got enough to to, to really drive that series um yeah i, I yeah I, and, and I, again you know traditional rivals and things like that i, I think that's kind of that that is a hard one to, to kind of get a read on as much as any of them
2: it's one thing that we didn't talk about in yet, but so Everett has building availability issues. And so games game three is Monday and game four is Friday. Oh. And so that's kind of – I wonder if that kind of throws a wrench into things. Presume if you're Portland, you're coming home. You're probably not staying up there for three days. And so, you know, but on the one hand, you get – for for the the locals, I mean, I don't know what kind of draw you're going to get on a Monday, but – you know your first playoff game, you're going to get your diehards, but then that Friday they might end up with a pretty decent crowd. So there, yeah. there ends up if this game if this series goes seven, there'll be three back to back games. One and two, four, five, and six and seven will all be back to back. If if it was to go that far, so it's a, it's a little bit of a funky schedule because um, I believe Paw Patrol is in the building in Everett uh, next week. So that's. <laughs> Is my understanding. So
1: Damn you Chase.
0: <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so just, um, just 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 a weird quirk in that in that series that uh, you know I, I feel is, is, is very interesting to, to pay attention to.
1: The other thing that would suck is if you know, if ever one of the teams were to sweep the other, it steals that advantage you get. You know, because if you had swept and it was over on a Tuesday or Wednesday, then you'd have a lot more time to prep for the next round and rest up. But nevertheless, it is what it is. For Chad, and I know we have Steve on, but, you know, for both of you, I guess, that watch that team more closely. Um, and I wonder if this affects the player's mentality, too. How much do you look at Portland as a what if? You know, Chaz Lucius has an unbelievable five games yeah. for a season-ending injury. <clears throat> Uh, Wiseblatt didn't come, but that possibility hung out there a little bit. You know, just those two things alone, you know, you think of how different the season could be, can't help but wear on a team mentally a little bit when, when you think, God, we could have been right there with those guys, but how can we now, you know? The
0: big two could have been a big three. Yeah.
1: And, yeah. And, but then you th- you look at what was lost and what didn't come, you think, you know, h- how do you how do you motivate yourself for that contest knowing that your best chance went out the window?
2: They they were ahead of, ahead of Seattle in standings. They're ahead of Camus in standings. They were f- yeah. first place in the West at, at that point. And yeah, give me give me a Lucius, which you know the the price was was stellar on that. You know, and a guy that they had they had drafted in the fourth round and held his rights. And and you know if you can get uh the whichever Wiseblad, I, I I get them confused you know which, whichever wise if you get him sent back like yeah now you're cooking with gas i think i think you're as good as 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 anybody in in this in the west here i mean that was before gun the gunther showed up either i suppose but yeah to go from that and then you know you, you they they seemingly couldn't figure out how to recover from losing a guy that they had for 2 weeks you know <laughs> like what did, what did you guys do before that you know what i mean like so I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's yeah, there's definitely, you know, what if is definitely a lot of it, but, but again, you know, if, 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 if 45 games is a bigger, bigger sample size than 25, then just go back and do that. And, you know, and you'll be just fine. You know, so I, I, I don't know It's uh, you know, it's definitely a, uh, definitely kind of a, uh, who knows, but I mean, I mean, that's, you can say about every series, but I think this one in particular.
0: More so than the others. I think I think this is as big a... Uh, who knows as, as any... I mean... I, mean I, I think Tri-City, Prince George, I think has some what-if and, and what's going to happen, but I, I don't know if it has as much as ever at Portland.
1: If, if you're Loops, Steve, mm-hmm. um, does the possibility of Portland finding their mojo back in the playoff series uh, make you nervous? Because Camloops is deeper... But like Chad said, Portland was as good as anybody in the first half before everything fell apart. If they if they go up against an ever team that's been floundering in the second half some yeah. and roll over them, uh, and find some of that magic again and they're healthy and they're scoring, do yeah. you go, Oh boy, I'm a little more anxious about that matchup now.
0: Oh, I think so. I, I think yeah, I think I think if if Portland looks closer to to Seattle and Callops than it does to 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 Prince George and trust city and Everett. Yeah. I think, I think you are obviously concerned. I also, I, again, I've, I feel like I've been Don Hay's agent for this, but Don Hay against Portland has some real fascinating kind of questions about that as well. So I, I think that would be, that would be a fun series to see at least from a fan standpoint.
1: No, sorry to jump in on you. Um, when, when we were looking yesterday, very briefly with our Eastern panel, uh, we we very briefly touched on PG and Tri City as a series that should be a lot of fun. Um, I described it, Stephen. I wonder your impression of this as kind of the um, the first battle of the potential next um, West Conference powers. You know, the emergence of these teams this year. Does it feel like it could be the start of something? Oh,
0: I do. I think I think Prince George has finally kind of got. You know, they've. They're climbing back, and, and they they look like they're going to be good for two or three years. Town City is with Dragos in the back, and everything that that comes with them. They they look like they they could be a force. I think this is a series that, that everyone may be forgetting about, but but somebody's going to come out of this and be a, a force, and, and and really, you know, I, I assume it's you know Seattle, you know it. it I think I think the uh, all the second round matchups, if they go according to form, I think could be really really fascinating.
2: Yeah, you you mentioned Dragasevich and and you know and, and Sean, you talked about you know both these teams kind of on their on their upswing on the climbing the ladder, and you know if you're you're leading scorers, is a seventeen year old defenseman, draft eligible defenseman, I mean. You know, you got to be real excited about you know is is eighteen years is is nineteen year out there in, in Kennewick. I mean, there's you right. know the straw really going to stir the drink there with with that kid.
0: Well, they they look like and they look like a playoff team, big and strong. They got the goalie, they got the power. You know, the powerful quarterback. I I think they it looks like a team that that's built to built to be very good this time of year already, right? And they and they're just kind of getting into their kind of the top of their cycle.
1: And meanwhile, Prince George and I didn't quite realize it, they've got three players at the top of their scoring list that are um and again, you know, we talked about the the depth of Seattle, but their top three players have outscored anybody on the Thunderbirds and anybody on Tri City and they you know, they would have the top three and beyond that in the series as well. Um now I think Tri City maybe is built a little deeper, but uh, <laughs> at the same time, uh, the firepower seems to be in Prince George's favor when you look at uh, Weecroft at one oh seven, Hyde yeah. at ninety seven, Zimmer at eighty nine, and Thornton at seventy four. Samson at six. You know, like that's a that's a pretty explosive top end of the roster,
0: and they're strong in goal as well, right?
1: I mean, uh, well,
0: both both the guys there have been. Be very good, be good as well. So I, I mean, I yeah, I, I think I, you know, I, I think though, whoever comes out of that may be the most dangerous. Maybe you know, maybe the second round team that, that could really mess up the playoffs. You know, everybody else's playoff bracket. They could be the team that, that, that really really take somebody out in round two. I think. I, I just I think this is going to be a playoffs where you know, as my every year goaltending is huge. I think it's going to be a little bit bigger as this thing plays out, I think, you know, particularly with the the, the two teams at the top so favored. Well,
2: and I want to circle back to, to Wheatcroft for a minute. I mean, he's, you know, he would, he would have led the league in scoring aside from from a guy named Bedard. And I don't think anybody's really talking about him. I think people just, you know, I mean, there's six hours North of, of civilization and nobody's really paid a lot of attention. And, you know, you don't you don't see you know Pete Anholt give up on guys and have them go you know come back to Burnham very often. But uh, you know, I, I suspect he he wishes he he wouldn't have, wouldn't have passed on on Wheatcroft, the kind of the kind of success he's had playing for Mark Lamb. So you you know you love to see a guy you know make the most of of, of, of that kind of second chance. But you know, I mean, that's you know, it could really, I mean, that could be enough to tip the tip the scales for me right there. Just one guy.
0: I just I, I like Samson. I like the goalies. I like, I, you know, the, the you know, Thornton. I yeah. I think they've got a lot of different pieces. I, I think it's. <laughs> I I just I think this this playoffs is going to get better and better as it goes on. I think there's a chance that, you know, the the, the, the second round and the third round are, are just going to be just a ton of fun.
1: The other thing um, that's interesting you don't often see this that the two teams haven't played since. December 9th, I think it is. Yeah. And I know there they weren't teams that completely overhauled at the deadline by any means, but there were some changes and there were some te- players that took steps forward. So I think it's really tough to see, to imagine how they're going to match up versus teams that have played each other, you know, three, four, five times before the playoffs in, in close proximity. And these these guys, you know, they probably forget <laughs> what yes. each other
0: are like. Well, in the and, you- you think about that road trip as well. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to, you know, how is that going to play into things? And, and, and how, you know, what kind of advantage does that give the home side throughout this thing? So.
2: And that's, and that's uh, a, a two, three, two is what, is yeah. where that, that format breaks down. So, uh, you know, I know they, in the past, you know, the, the, the Cougars like to negotiate that and, and sometimes they, they like the two two one 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 if they think that's an advantage for them, and apparently this time uh, they decided that the, the team decided that was the the, the two through two is the way to go. And you know, Sean, Sean, I want to direct one to you. I mean, you know, I, this is a thing I've thought about over the last couple of years since uh, Mark Lamb got that job. You know, a, a coach that that you've worked with closely, and and we've talked in the past about you know, his time in Swift current, it was, you know, you weren't generally weren't really trying to ride the the, the wave of of the cycles in in junior, trying to make sure to get in first round, you know, get some playoff gates. Whereas, you know, they've kind of this Prince George team really seems on that more of an ascendant, you know, part of of, of their cycle. I mean, is it kind of kind of exciting to see over the next, you know, next year, year after that, like what what Mark Lamb could do with, with that kind of, uh, with that kind of group.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I don't think in Swift, they were necessarily going to just survive. He just, I don't know if he was ever going to, to push his chips in to the degree that they did here, but you know, they certainly went for it one year when they played the medicine hat in the first round and, and battled them to six games the year after against Regina. Some things didn't work out with guys coming back and that type of thing that, 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 The first round loss to Regina was a bitter pill. So I've been watching it, certainly knowing um, how good a talent evaluator I think Mark Lamb is. I think he's extraordinary at that. I think he um, finds guys on the way up and then can take them to the next level. Um, And I think he makes great trades. I think he makes great draft picks. I think he develops players very well. And I don't know if he, you know, when he was here in Swift, if he got to take the peak of what he built Um, that went somewhere else and it ended up, you know, on a championship team. So, you know, from from the perspective of someone who's a fan of his uh, you know, I want to see what he's able to do now that he's been able to build his, get it to the point where they're ready to take that step. And I think, you know, winning a playoff series. and, And if you could ever put a scare into say it is Seattle in the second round, you know, that's a that's a tremendous uh, that's a tremendous experience to build off for that group heading into next year or who knows what they could do but yeah I you know I think he has proven himself as a talent evaluator and I think he's a good coach but he hasn't had the chance to take a team deep yet so I think that's kind of what's waiting for his coaching resume and I think what people are watching to see you know now that he's built this te- this team up you know, can he take them deep? Can he take them to the next level? And uh, I think he can. I think it'll be um, a team to watch for the next few years. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I love it. That's a huge part of the 1990 Oilers, too, which I love. You know, always, he probably gets sick of me <laughs> asking about him, but every time he's on the show, you know. Trust, for you, Steve, you know, um,
1: I I had zero – Expectations with them at the beginning of the year, and they kind of seemed, you know, they were floundering, floundering a bit at the beginning, um and then really took a step forward. And it wasn't just the second half, but like you know, in, after the first month or so, uh are they ahead of schedule in your mind? What they were able to do this year, what what did you? I, have just- I thought with 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 Hyde and
0: and, and Zimmer, I thought they were going to be a force. I, I've always liked their goaltending. You know, I think it's Sean Murray up There's as the goalie coach. I think he's he he's done a good job with the guys they've had come through there. I, I Sampson, I I thought they had some pieces. I uh, yeah, I think I, I think Mark Lambs a good hockey man. So I, I think they they had a chance. They were kind of the team on the rise in my mind. I think they're you know, like you said, I, I think they're the team to catch next year in BC, and and yeah, I, I think. Kelowna takes a step. I think Camus takes a step. I think Victoria will, will take a step back. I think it's going to be you know up to Vancouver to, to, to maybe, you know add some pieces in the offseason that uh, you know give them a chance to chase chase down Prince George.
1: Well, what about the Americans though? Was that a team? You know, again, they didn't get off to a hot start. I don't think anyone was talking about them at the beginning of the year. Um, and then <laughs> ahead of Everett, you know. Again, do you think that team is ahead of? Um, I, I
0: liked, I liked I liked, um, I, I again, big team it looks like it's built for playoffs. Uh, strong goal with the Euro. I, I think they were. I, I think there was so much focus on Seattle, Kalinovski, and and uh, Portland. That I think anything after that got lost a little bit. Um, yeah, I. I Maybe maybe a year ahead. Um, I think they. I, I I know that Bob Corey was, was very excited about the group. I think that was a good sign because I think he's a good occupant as well. So,
2: mm-hmm. well, to, and to, to to touch on that, I mean, I think we probably talked about it on this show that you know I was kind of surprised that the Ams didn't really do much at all at deadline, and you know you think they haven't been afraid to sell off in the past uh, you know bob likes to add when they're good and i yeah. thought that was really curious that they didn't they didn't move one way or the other and i kind of i i didn't get it but man they've really kind of put it together coming down the stretch and and I think it makes a lot think, more sense now i think part of it
0: was that the prices were so high and 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 this isn't the year for them next year might be the year or the year after i think that's I think that was a lot of people's thing. I think people looked at Seattle and Cambridge and said, Well, we're not gonna get into a, a kind of a an arms race with those guys this year. So I, I don't you know, I, I I don't know if we're ever gonna see a trade deadline like the one we saw this past year where where guys were going for you know, multiple picks and multiple pieces. I don't I don't think you'll ever see a trade deadline quite like that. So I think people were were unless you really thought you could win this year, I think people were staying out of that.
1: Well and, and um, 2018 would have been the other one because yeah. I Memorial Cup drives that to some degree. like yep. uh, yeah, when, when you've got when you've got two teams, you yeah, when you've got two spots yeah that's it yeah and and one has to and yes. so when one has to that just raises the price all around <coughs> we did we did end up having a bit of a marathon conversation at the end of our chat yesterday about about you know the repercussions of that, what that could mean to some of those teams going forward whether it's something the league will approach again because you know in 2018 the league said okay we can't keep letting you guys trade 16 and 17 year olds willy-nilly like this so they put a rule in place now first round draft picks got tossed out like candy and we've seen ontario put the kibosh on it um so just picking up on our point last night without going quite as in depth do you think it's problematic to see you know the degree that those picks are tossed around and is it something the league should evaluate and and maybe make a move on
0: I had somebody suggest to me that the other way
1: that you should be
0: able to move 16 and 17 year olds because it it would would keep you from moving as many picks I think you get into that weird and that's what I said to the person you get into that weird um approval be the parent approval be a you know whoever someone has to approve the trade so i think that's a mess. i don't know i don't know what the good answer is i don't think e- i don't think either way has worked i don't think i, I don't like trading this the 15 to 16 year olds i also don't like trading 10, you know 10 you know 10 or 12 you know like like what was the what was the or was six picks or eight picks or something Right, the, the, uh, the traded was, first round picks until Zelberger's kid is born. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 yeah. I mean the the Vancouver Winnipeg trade. I, 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 love Zach. Three first round picks is a, a lot for a guy. You are going to get thirty five games out of with playoffs. May not even be that many, right? I, I just, I think it's a little over the top. And I don't know if it's good to the league.
1: I did mention yesterday very briefly, but the NBA has a rule where you can't trade. <laughs> your first round pick two years in a row, which I think is an intriguing concept because then it doesn't take it totally off the table, but it does stop a team from totally decimating themselves for five, six, seven years in a row.
0: I mean, there's teams that have hosted the MEM Cup in this league that that still still haven't recovered. Right. I mean, you know, how much of what Regina was limited to do was was tied to this year was tied to 2018. Right? I, I think there's... Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, Swift—the year that they made their run. How about you know what kind of capital did did they give up? And you're just starting to see them maybe get back, right? I, 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 I protecting teams from themselves may be something that that you know the league
2: has to do. Well, or even even Kelowna, and they actually didn't even have the damn tournament, you know. Yes, that's that's you could argue that's where that's where they're at right now, and they even tried to host again this year, and with with what, (laughs) you know, like, I I, I think,
0: yeah, there was, yeah, I I don't know how serious that, that, that bid was, but yeah, they, yeah, I think they made a good choice with Canlips.
1: I guess the last, because we're getting late into it, uh, I don't know if Chad, if you had anything else, but, but if, if it does come down to Seattle Canlips, which Mm -hmm. so many of us anticipate and kind of hope just because of, how much fun that hockey would be! How do you handicap that series? Do you have a feel? Do you have a prediction? Um, you know, what's your gut? Tell. I, I just
0: I think Camps has been the better team down the stretch. I, I think if you're asking me to put money right now, I think I would take Kemps right now based on that, and I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have said that at the trade deadline. I, I just I think they've really come come together as a group. I think there's there's something to be said by the moves they made and, and the you know, the people they've added. I think they they, they feel like this, and I mean, I I think it's I think it's nitpicking. I think it's you know, I, I think it's got a chance to be a great series. I think it's got a you know, I'd be stunned if it wasn't a six or a seven game series if it ever got to that. But I I think I would go with the I, I think I would go with the Blazers, and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said that at the trade that I
2: I think I'm with you all the way around. Steve but the counterpoint would be you know it, it, if if they play each other it's going to be in the third round there's going to be you know uh, what two, two, two wars of attrition between here and yep. there and I think if if anybody's banged up I think Seattle is, is they're just deeper I mean I, I saw them yep. over the weekend twice you know scratched six guys and still put out a really good looking hockey team you know, so. Uh,
0: yeah, fair. Sure. No, I, like I said, I saw them first week when they didn't have anybody. I thought they were good. Before their guys rolled in, before they made all the trades. Yeah, I, I just, I, I think it's, I was, I was on the Seattle, I was on Seattle right up until maybe the last month. And I just, I, I feel like there's something going on with Camloops where they, they maybe dialed it in. So, and I totally reserve the right to change my mind next time I talk to you. <laughs> All right. Well um Sean, no. Yes, no?
1: No, I I, I uh I have that same feeling. Um I, I thought people were sleeping on campus a bit after the deadline. You know, I we we've talked to you know, a couple of people that felt like they didn't quite do enough. And I thought, you know, there's some pieces there uh, that A haven't got there yet, haven't played yeah. yet. Um, you know the they're an explosive team, and I never would have anticipated Zellweger being what he's been. I mean, it. I, we knew he was great, but that's those how are it fit in there, and how he's performed. Yeah, it's.
0: <laughs> I think. I, I think if again the 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 Connor factor, if you didn't have Connor Bedard this year, I think the, those the Zellweger numbers would would be getting a lot more attention. You know, like like a lot of numbers this year, but yeah, I think he's. And Stan Coven is such a fine, I mean, you know, hometown guy playing in the Mem Cup in his hometown in his last, what would seem to be his last junior games. I think there's something, to, there's something very, very newspaper article-ish there that would make it a very easy right that day.
2: Well, Sean, didn't, didn't we have Craig Button on and ask him about Kamloops, if they did enough, and he was just like, no. He fought out said no. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I think a lot of people said no. I think a lot of people thought they should have gotten Zach or, you know, should have gotten another major piece. And I, I, you know, I, I, I mean, we're obviously going to have a chance to, to go over that come May or June or whatever, but I guess June, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but right now you, it's hard to argue with what they're doing and how they look and just how polished they look. I mean, the, the power play was like 30, 30.2% 30. or whatever it was. Yeah. It was over 30. Yeah. Yeah, which was what the first over thirty since Regina in sixteen, seventeen, or seventeen, eighteen. Like it's just they're doing just, just, just crazy things, right? So
1: yeah. Hofer was overlooked a little bit too because everyone talked about it being the the Zellberger trade for a good reason. But Hofer's only come in there and been a point of game player. He scored seventeen goals in thirty games, yeah. and it's he's giving them a lot more than Anglade did. It's just.
0: Oh, but he's a big strong yeah, yeah he's, is again one of those guy one of those yeah he's he's a man playing with boys and he's and you he, you know he's winning winning puck battles and, and doing those things and a guy that if he goes in the corner and, and to get a puck you, you get the feeling that that he's gonna he's gonna come out with it right I think I think those are the guys that, that you really need in playoffs he's one of
2: those I mean, those high-end, high-high-end overagers that can score. I mean, it's yes. it's so valuable to a team like that, and they're just they're just hard to find in this league. But he's but he's
0: you know a face-off guy, and he's a penalty kill guy, and he's a you know he's he's a, a you know a very good twenty-year-old. I, I think. How often do we see the team with the best twenty-year-olds and the best euros win? Often, right? Like it's having those five guys I think is, is, is pretty huge, right? You're those five, you know, special specialty guys, if you want to call them that being better than the other teams, I think is gives you a, a big advantage.
1: One thing I can say, I don't, I don't know if, if your feel equals this Steve, but you know, the first round, maybe you're, you're struggling to find, um, the quality of series that some years had. you know, that yeah. they there's probably some very clear favorites in almost all the matchups. Yeah, and there's not the parody in some years. Yeah, no, even like Muschala lethbridge for me, when Muschala gets their four players back, yeah. you know they should be a lot better than Lethbridge. They should, you know. So, so yeah. maybe just the Tri City Prince George matchup. You know what I mean? But but once you get to the top eight, the hockey, I I suspect based on the depth the the amount of skill, the amount of scoring, um, all throughout all those teams' lineups. I don't know if if we'll see a top eight all throughout the entire league. The matchups could be as good as they've been this year in any time in the last five. But
0: I think you also look at that. What what were we talking? The two thousand five the two thousand five birth year mm-hmm. is as good as we've seen. In, in forever, isn't it? Like I think you look at all those guys that have come through, and like we should be talking more about the Benson the, the, and the Crystals and the Dragoshevics and guys like that. And were they're really not? You know, in most years, those would be, you know, they those would be kind of the the first names coming out, and they're not because of the Bedard, you know, situation. So I, I think it's, I it's got this. This has got a chance to be a really fun year. I mean. If if Regina can somehow win around, I think you know the, the playoffs are just going to be just uh, uh, mesmerizing throughout.
2: So, yeah, I feel like we keep going all night, but I want to get you let you get back to whatever you're doing, Steve. But uh, you know, subscribe to your local paper. Um, try to try to keep these guys in business. Yes, and uh, keep my wife happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does that mean
0: keep you out of the house well you keep me working so i can <laughs> pay my share of the mortgage so.
2: as always appreciate your time steve hey thanks so much right eh?